Hello and welcome back to the Not So Fit Couple podcast with your hosts Lucy Halden and Benjamin Halden. It's nice to be back. I'm a bit more settled. You've been back for a while now. I think I've not, playing I've not that card of it's good to be back. It's, it's got to fi- it's got to finish somewhere. You can't. You can't. I've been back a week today. You but people have known you for three episodes now. <laughs> yeah, because we're, we're we're we've gone well back in at the deep end. We've just gone, but only being back a week isn't actually that amount of time. I think I've only just recovered from a jet lag. Don't they say with jet lag? The amount of time difference it is, it takes those amount of days to recover from jet lag. Um, I don't know if you just made that up. I've not made that up. It's, it's true, that is. Thank you. So I am on day who's, seven who's and said this it was a six hour time. It's just facts, Ben. It's science. You can't claim science without stating the, the study it's from. You can't science that. It was. I think it is. It's a renowned fact, though. So only yesterday will have recovered from the jet lag. Thank you very much. Okay. But we're back. Better than ever. We are back indeed. We are back indeed. We are diving in today with anonymous questions. Now, these are anonymous questions that you guys have asked at home, whether it's via the Not So Fit Couple, whether it's by mine or Ben's. And we don't actually know what the questions are at all. Hence why I have no laptop in front of me. That's a little bit scary. I don't like having nothing prepared. Mm. Do you have something prepared? No, there was a, one, a topic that I want to speak about as well, though. Okay. That's not, that's anonymous to me, though, still. Okay. You can you fire away with that first if the, you want. It was only because I was listening to uh, Chris's podcast the other day and him and Huber, Huberman were talking a lot about vaping. It's bad vaping, isn't it? Some of the things that are coming out about recently really scare me, especially because I was someone who would be like a social vapor every now and again. I would, especially when yeah, I went Yeah, it gives to, me the ick. <laughs> especially when I went out and I had a drink. Yeah. As they always say, drink is the gateway drug to everything. And after I had a drink, I'd sometimes vape. And... I, the one thing I did do though all the time was I'd make sure I'd bin it on the way home, mm. you know, so I didn't then spill into another day. Whereas one of my friends would keep the vape and then go on a dog walk the next day and continue to vape. That's a strange thing to do. It's because it's there. It's you ha- easy accessible you when you're trying to cut out sometimes. bad habits. Forgot what? You sometimes have forgotten and then you've got home and been like, oh, but no, then you've I always haven't been there. I've done it consciously because I want to vape the next day. <laughs> That's so weird. Yeah. It's a, it is addictive though. It's one of those addictive things you've got to be careful with it because it's not like you're smoking a cigarette and it's like, oh, nicotine. Mm. It's, oh, blueberry muffins and, oh, unicorn piss. It's nice flavors. Do you know what I mean? It's not as if you're breathing in horrible, smoky nicotine. It's and I think that's what's getting kids and stuff as well hooked on things, which is super dangerous. If I I'd advise anyone to listen to that Huben podcast because obviously he's coming from a space of science speaking about things, and some of the effects of it are, are way way worse, especially on the brain than, than cigarettes or and just nicotine or and and some people are having them with with the CBD and stuff in as well, aren't they? Which again, I I don't know the the effects of those, but. It's it is scary and it is scary how addictive it can be to to anyone, even if people are just involved in or even if people deem themselves to be healthy, fit individuals who would never usually smoke because I don't smoke. But it's it's weird how it can just grab you. Didn't it start as a mechanism for people who wanted to quit smoking to vape instead because it wasn't as bad for you? Is that how it started? I know I don't really care for vapes. I think I think that I think it's just disgusting as smoking. That's I've always a, that's said that. The thing isn't it though? It was brought in to help people stop smoking. But mm. are we now ending up with more people smoking because of it? Does that make sense? It was more people it, are vaping. But is it an entry level now to people smoking? Yeah, getting used to like the habit of having something. Yeah. I just I've never understood the concept of why would you want to suck in anything that isn't oxygen and air? Why would you want to suck in? 
blueberry flavored smoke. I'll just eat some blueberries. But why would people want to drink blue acid like looking liquid, which gets you drunk off your face and can't remember mm, anything? It's a true there's, fact. There's, there's, there's pleasure. There's immediate pleasures that people ha- that's how you can do in life because it gives them a sense of feeling. I think it is poor though how unregulated it's been. You've got like twelve year old kids who have a vape and their parents probably don't even know because every single shop on high streets now have vape shops where kids can just go in and buy vapes and that just seems I mean I saw something on like a meme page the the other day and obviously you can't trust a meme page but it says something like one vape is equivalent to 20 cigarettes I don't know the exact stats but that would that would be wild why that's not help that's that's bad I think it's it's, I think it's the ease of access as well that's what I just said what do you mean I just said it's on every single high street and now every single not kid just that, has access. Not just that though. I mean, even the access of where it is, sorry, <laughs> I mean in supermarkets, it's right next next to checkout points mm. in uh, Sainsbury's and other places. Not even behind the cashier where you'd sometimes see oh, really? cigarette packets. It's just, you could pick one up. It's bad that. It's really bad. Have you ever vaped car? No, I've never been a vapor. I've got some friends who, uh, I've got a friend who works for a vape company, like the big one. He's like a product wow. designer for it. And yeah, no, so the, part of the problem that people are saying is that having like strawberry candy flavored things is clearly going to make kids go, oh my God, that's amazing. Mm. Let's yeah. get some of that. But I think they're really good for if you're addicted to smoking and, you know, you smoke like two packs a day, then yeah. tra- transitioning over to a vape so that you eventually, you know, come off and slowly wean yourself off from percentage of nicotine lower and lower eventually you're not it's the it. other effects that vapes have that cigarettes don't have though which is now starting to become the issue yeah I, I don't think anyone's saying they're worse than cigarettes though right yeah they are it's worse than smoking yeah, that's what humans now have been claiming on the this, this recent podcast but more so that not the, not the effect I don't think he was talking about on lungs he's more so talking about the brain interesting well yeah. that would be an absolute pisser wouldn't it if you were addicted to smoking tried to dodge yeah. lung cancer and then got brain cancer instead yeah yeah, and again, I'm I'm not quoting anything here because I I listened to the podcast while I was running the other week, but some of the things that we were speaking about were kind of scary. And when I look at vaping now or, or see people vaping, I think oh, that's disgusting. I don't mean I'm looking at people going, you are disgusting. Mm-hmm. I, the act of vaping, I feel now being someone who's done it before is disgusting. Well, I always used to say to you, didn't I? I was like, please don't do that. And you're like, no, it's fine. But I, I've always been like, it's not. I, I don't get it. Sometimes you need to, to learn through experience. You can't you do. just take advice. You do. That's that's very true. I think I tried one of yours. And I didn't know how that how it worked. I couldn't. I couldn't suck it. I couldn't do anything with it. You're such a liar. What? How? We've been on nights My... out, and Lucy's been chugging like a chimney. I have never chugged. Anything. <laughs> do you want to name the people that we <laughs> Sorry, were out with when you were doing disgusting. it? Can I have another go at that? Yes, you can. No, I think I tried it twice, and I. I've even said this with You don't have to act cigar. like an angel, you know. But I am. You've, no, but you're so I'm not. I'm going to voice the angel. Okay, when we were in Germany for the expo, you were chugging it like a train. When, when did I have it When we Germany? went out in Chester, we went somewhere. I've was... never chugged anything. Yeah. I have, might have tasted it, but I've never... Conti- I just... I don't understand... Like, I had the same thing when you first gave me a cigar. I tried that's to... that's different, though, because that's a rich taste of nicotine can't... and smoke. <sighs> Don't act like an angel. I am You're an not, angel. You are. I only got detention once in my it. life. You know. Why'd you get detention, Liz? Because I wore the wrong color bobble. Rebel. I wore the wrong color color bobble and got detention. How did that make you feel? Like an absolute criminal, Cal. <laughs> <laughs> and I've also accidentally walked out of shop with a bottle of water. 
And that was the worst thing okay. that ever happened I know, to me. I know you're trying to change the, show, the subject and deflect We are. We'll go, to, we'll go to but the anonymous no, questions. No, we're not. The, this, the thing that they're trying to now introduce now in the UK is that teachers and schools tell parents if their child has been found vaping because it wasn't a thing before. Didn't, Sh- didn't have to tell the parents. That Surely they, that's bizarre. Why is it? Isn't it surely legal you tell them anyway. No. But the vape isn't a vape isn't healthy. It doesn't matter though a deem uh, a school deems as healthy. If they could deem someone doing boxing not healthy because they're getting punched in the face loads of times, what the school deem as healthy versus I don't know, everybody else is two different things. But now they're saying that parents should be made known if their child is found vaping in school. It's also illegal to buy under eighteen. Yeah. If I was a parent and my kid was vaping, I'd that's what parents are saying. Yeah, the other thing which is wild as well, though, which is in which is in the, um a very reliable source, Daily Mail. Was oh no, it wasn't actually. It was in I think it was in BBC News, and it's this we spoke about before on the podcast about New Zealand um, with the ban mm. on smoking. They're now going back on it. They're now not banning it. Probably because people would maybe do it anyway. To do with tax. Ah, so what making money? I did. I knew New Zealand like that. I thought they were quite a calm they've just had a new prime minister elected yeah. recently ah uh, and it the seems as though it's going to raise a lot of tax but the idea was that the smoking age raises raises one year every year so that some people will just never be able to buy cigarettes mm-hmm. ah some people will be 70 and the smoking age will be 71 eh, that's quite clever one day one day that is it a bit scary no interesting Shall we move on to the anonymous questions yeah, now? Yeah, we're, we're going to play some funky music. Let's go away there. Oh, oh God. Oh, no, we had, the, we had the twinkle last time and it was nice. <sighs> that is there magical. We there we go. All that right. makes me feel warm. Your question. Do I need to pretend like I'm a genie now? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Hello. No. <laughs> um, okay. Um, okay, so. Do the first question like that. <laughs> I've just started living now. Okay, so. Question is, uh, someone's just started living with their girlfriend. Have you got any tips for living together peacefully as things aren't going too well at You the sound moment? like a camp Winston Churchill. And- <laughs> <laughs> so guys, have you got any tips to share from when you started living together to help this person out? I missed that question. Sorry. Okay. Do I, I'm not going to say it like a genie. I've just started living with my girlfriend and things aren't going as smoothly as I would like. Have you got any tips for starting to cohabit together? Why would you think that anything worthwhile would be easy? That would be my thing straight away. I think what my issue with, with a lot of modern day relationships is that people split up over real trivial things. Uh, either one, because they, have, they haven't got to know that person enough before getting in the relationship in the first place, and then you start to find out. Or two, like I just said then, why would you not think a relationship is going to be hard? You've got two individuals who have very different viewpoints who are trying to come together and live together. If you think it's not going to be hard, then you're completely oblivious to what is expected in a relationship. And this is where expectation meets reality, that you need to change your expectations of what a relationship is going to be like. Obviously, you're going to have great times, but it's not all going to be rainbows and unicorns. It's going to be some difficult times where you've got to also compromise. I think you should you should expect that, especially when you're living on mm. each other's doorstep. We we started living together like quite soon on as well. And I think the hard thing for us, it, it was like... Bit, we we couldn't separate like the business and pleasure side of the relationship when we first got together so we'd argue about like business things when we were at home which was really hard and then we've we I mean we live obviously together now and it's it's wonderful and I we love living together we've never had anything like drastic but I think it's because we communicated so well at the start like if something was bugging one of us 
we just have an adult conversation. We wouldn't have an argument. Like if one of us wasn't putting something away, you just have a conversation and just say like, okay, this is, this is starting to bug me a little bit because you do this. Can you just maybe have a think about da, 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 or. But it's not always that simple. It's, no, it's gonna not have always arguments. that simple. This is what I'm talking about. Let's have a bit of realism with it. Like there's going to be arguments between people. It's not all, like I said, rainbows and butterflies. There's, there's I know, be I know that. But they want like, like tip, like helpful tips is communicate, have adult conversations. Don't just argue. You are going to end up annoying each other. That's okay. Have different spaces in your home, in your house. That is kind of your, a bit more like where you spend more time. Like I spend a lot of time in the lounge and I just chill and I sit and you sit in a different room sometimes and chill and sit and watch the football. And we don't, you don't have to do everything together. Yeah. Having your own space within, within your space together. Yeah, completely. I think another useful thing, and again, this is kind of a bit further down the line because you'll only experience it when you are living together, is sometimes to communicate in a very non-accusing, subtle, uh, well-mannered approach of things that annoy each other. Mm. So telling each other, do you know what, Lucy, this is what... Yeah, we did that, didn't we? Sometimes you do that potentially annoys me, and like, would you like to tell me the things that I do that annoy you? Because if you're doing something or I'm doing something which is of no real malintention, but I continue to do it and it continues to pisses you off, then it, it it's like it's not that person's entire entire mm. fault unless you made them aware of that's something that annoys you. And then you can both work on it. Yeah, and also you can't get angry at the other person when they say because my thing was I always put I instantly just put stuff away. And I it was more like subconsciously I used to just put things away that was on on the side and I forget where I'd put it and then Ben would be like well that's really annoying yeah. and I'm like I get actually why that is really annoying for you yeah I know you were trying to help but yeah so but I, I wasn't realizing what I was doing and Ben's the same like sometimes you just put stuff like just you just put it on the side I'm thinking that annoys me because the cupboard's just below but he didn't it was just you know subconscious things that happen and I think that's where you get to sometimes I was, just, I was just testing you though to see if you knew where it went I'd leave the spoon on the side instead of put it back in the drawer or the empty Pepsi can above the bin yeah. <laughs> like the bin the bin is there it's a bit of a challenge but I remember is... sorry just quickly I remember a time a few maybe a few years back in Ash Street where Ben was eating some food and Lucy was like disinfecting the table yeah. and some of the disinfectant went in Ben's food and that was a pretty yeah that was a moment. moment yeah this is a thing where you need to work on that was pivotal um a personal space as well yeah having having your own and obviously everyone lives in different environments and different spaces and how much personal space you can have is dependent on where you live this is where covid fucked a lot of people up i think yeah a lot of people up but also people were like forced to live together in covid that's what i mean as well which was hard but yeah it's definitely just respecting each other's boundaries as well i think for me massive though comes down to the first point that i made is if if you want to build a better body or you want to get that better job or you want to save up for a house and anything that is usually worthwhile is going to take some level of sacrifice accountability mm-hmm. sustainability compromise same with a relationship if you want to have a good loving positive worthwhile relationship it's, it's going to take a bit of work i don't think you can just go we're going to move in and it's going to be like Happy families. Unicorns and fairies. Yeah. It's it's going to take a, li- a little bit, a lot of, of learning about each other and working together as a team. I think that's the thing that I always, I was saying to, this to Lucy the other day, I had this mentality now, whereas for us, 
when, especially the thing when shit things happen, it's easy to get on top of each other because, again, it, when life is good, work's good, paying the bills, whatever it may be, it's easy to have a good relationship. But when things get difficult, when, I don't know, people are at debt, you lose loved ones, you have a bad day, uh, some one, something really piss you off, it's easy then to cause friction between you and your partner because you let it seep into your relationship. One of the things that I always try and live by now is that it's me and Lucy against the world. And that's honestly how I view a lot of things when it comes to work, fitness, relationship, whatever it is, me and Lucy against the world. And when I have that mentality, it, it changes a lot of things for me because if we get into an argument, I know that there's, the only thing that really matters is that me and Lucy come out of it in a good space because it's me and Lucy against the world. To keep that. Came back from Napoleon, he said that. <laughs> Love that question. All right, so next up. Fucking agony now, agony ants. <laughs> um, you know what, speaking about Nepal, uh, two places to visit on your bucket list. Two places each. What's up there? Ooh. The Atlas Mountains. Where are they, Luce? Marrakesh, Ooh. which I will be doing next year. So that is already, hopefully, on the bucket list. Okay, one. <sighs> Tokyo. Nice. I don't know why to like Tokyo, so, yeah, Japan. Yeah, I just want to experience what that's like. I struggle to name two. Just name one. That's probably even harder. Do you want to go to the Himalayas? Not really. Do you not? It doesn't bother me. I don't I like being normal height. No. Nah. <laughs> I don't I like being normal height and like being dry. Do you know it isn't it isn't for everyone, but yeah. it's stunning. It's breathtaking. Yeah. So I can see Snowden from a back from a back window. I know where somewhere is you want to go. Where? Why are you telling me where I want to go? No, no, you've told me this before, and I think you forgot. Lord of the Rings vibes. Yeah, I do like that, but I don't know if it's top two. New Zealand, the Shire. Yeah, it's definitely. Up I'd there. like to visit the Shire. It's definitely up there. Hmm. Can Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory be one of them? Absolutely, Absolutely not. not. Okay, it's not even a place. It is in my mind, but it's not. In a, it's not. Is what country would you want to visit? Where was Willy Wonka based? Umpa Loompa Land. Yeah, <laughs> I'd love to visit a chocolate factory in that case. Then no, I'd I think to, like, a con- like a country. Okay, name a country that's got a chocolate factory. And I'll go there. That's one. <laughs> yeah, that is. And then two. The new Goodison Park when it opens next oh, year. That is the most embarrassing. No, it's not. Thing it's the best place on earth. Yeah. Kyle, where would you like to visit? I'll pivot that question on you because Ben's answers were woeful. No, but mine were very thought provoking. Uh, for me, the Antarctic is Ooh. one because that's the only continent I need to check off the old checklist. That's, uh, yeah, I love that. And then other one, I don't know. Um, maybe like some parts of South America, like Peru or somewhere, would be really cool. Lovely. That's a bit better than Umpalumpalan and Yeah, Umpalumpalan and I, well, I get chocolate Goodison and football, Park. so that's all I need in life. I'm that easily satisfied. Not you need to experience New Zealand, the Shire. You've always definitely wanted one. to visit. Yeah, I would like to go there. Yeah, so uh, it's a bucket list country. But I'd like to go and watch Everton, the new but stadium. You've already, you've already been. I've not been to the new stadium. Yeah, but you've been to wherever it is. I've not. Where is it? Liverpool. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, listen, viewers. Do you know when, when people have got dreams? Make sure that you don't piss on them. <laughs> I you don't realise the heartache. Exactly. Yeah, because me and Kyle are like 
Peru. Why are yours mountains? more valuable than mine? Just because you want to be all high up in the sky and be virtuous. Somewhere you've never been. I've never been to the new ground. Okay, I've next never question, been to Cal. a chocolate factory. Cal, that's okay. question because I can't. All right, so this is actually quite relevant. Um, you are both high achievers. Does it ever make you insecure? How do you manage competition between yourselves? As in between me and Ben? or Between the two of you. Okay. How do we manage? Is this something you feel in your relationship, competition? Absolutely not now. I think at the start, we've had conversations about I it. Think I think I spoke to my therapist about this because I felt very bad at one point that I had a certain level of jealousy and this came off the back of when we did... It's like three years ago, I remember. It was it. when we did the thing for SAS Who Dares Wins. Yeah, it was three years ago. And neither was even got on it. No. But um yeah, I always thought just thought like that you were and all better than me. Just not like any specific metric, just in general. Mm. And I felt a level of jealousy. And because I felt that level of jealousy, I felt a level of guilt. And it was the guilt that really weighed me down. It wasn't it wasn't a nice feeling to to feel that until I spoke to my therapist who made me aware of do you know what, Ben? Jealousy it isn't a negative emotion. We get told a lot in society that jealousy is bad. Jealousy is bad if you start to act on it. Jealousy is bad if you start to treat people in light of that jealousy. But just holding the feeling of jealousy isn't in itself a negative thing. And when she started to explain this to me more, I felt and thought to myself, do you know why? I'm, why do I feel guilty? Mm. I shouldn't feel guilty about it. Like we all speak about comparison, and I guess to a certain degree, jealousy is just that jealousy is comparison to, to other people. But like I said on previous podcasts, we can change the way that we compare to people by changing the metric stick in which we use to compare to others. It doesn't mean that we can never compare, just that you're better than me at some things and I'm better than you at some things. And and what we choose to compare to may, may form jealousy more so. Um, so I think it's definitely probably natural that you you have those tendencies to compare yourself to your partner because you're living together all the time and you will have things that you're better at and things that your partner are better at. But it's, I think it's about trying to focus on those strengths that you hold and work together on being the best team that you can be, like I said before, you, you guys against the world. And also that last point you just made there, because I've, I've never felt, I've don't, I've not felt that before with, Ben and I remember three years it was like literally three years ago you had we had we had a sit down conversation about it and you we had it was great and I think the conversation was probably needed but we have the same we want the same things so what there's nothing I had no what does it compare to we both want the same things we are both high achievers we've got different goals within our goals that are completely separated from each other that I like Ben did the farmer's carry you got a world record. I'm not jealous. He has a world record. I couldn't be, I'm in awe. I'm like amazed and I'm super proud. And then I've done different things. Like when I did the hundred K, you were in awe. You were inspired. It was, it's not, I wouldn't compare. It's, we both have the same vision. We want to achieve the same things, like business wise and things like that. And I just think we help each other on that journey. And I think that's, like, like that's a, probably the way I look at it. It's like a trump card. You've got a tr- you have trump cards. Top trumps. Top trumps. I love top trumps. You've got a top trump cards. There's going to be some attributes that you mm. are better than each other when you're comparing them. And that's why you shouldn't have a, a winner or a loser because you're going to have different things that contribute to, 
to the relationship exactly the same in a workspace you wouldn't be jealous of the ceo because he's doing this job better or the marketing guy because he's better than marketing at you because you're the it guy and you're better at it mm. do you know what i mean there's there's different things that you're gonna have strengths in so um i think try and think about those if you are maybe feeling jealous but also if you are comparing or feeling jealous probably speak about it, it was one of the best things that i ever did with a therapist just because even if you want to act on it holding that feeling doesn't mean you're a bad person you can't control your thoughts this is something i've been thinking deeply about recently is how 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 deeply can we be held for our thoughts does that make sense doesn't make sense to me how accountable do you mean yeah oh as in how guilty should you feel for thinking something yeah because you, you can't control your thoughts. So. Yeah, you've got, and also there's like millions of thousands of thoughts that happen a day. I, I don't, you can't, I mean, mm, very and interesting. This, this, com, this comes up on, a, on something else that I was listening to. And it was about a guy who had thoughts about having sex with someone else, someone that he knew. And he said, I can't, I don't want to do it. I would never do it. But those thoughts are held in my head. And uh, how, like, how much can I be held responsible for having those thoughts? I know if I told my partner, mm. she wouldn't be happy with me having those thoughts, but it's not something that I would ever action, not something that I would ever do. These thoughts have just popped up into my head. I think you have thoughts that stay in your head for a reason that you don't voice. Like people think what, crazy things. I think he not... felt maybe even guilty for having the thoughts. I mean, I could probably, yeah. I think if I think a thought in my head, oh, wonder what it's like to sleep with da 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 da, I'd feel well guilty for thinking that thought. That's not a nice thought. I try and completely get rid of that. But you it's can't not... be held accountable and responsible for for that when you've you've not like asked for it. That means, this is where it just it's like how how imprisoned do you get by your thoughts? Do you know what I mean? It's it really interests interests me and fascinates me recently thinking about it. But if a thought continues to occupy your mind, I think you're consciously thinking about it. If he is constant, that if that thought comes up numerous times about sleeping with another person, you are consciously aware of that thought. 100%. But it's like anxiety. You don't want to hold the feeling of anxiety. No, no, if you, you don't, don't want to hold that thought, it, I think it's just sometimes really but, difficult. I'm not saying there's a right or wrong with it, by the way. I think with that sort of thing, if you go back to the same thought, like if a random thought pops in your head and then it, like it, it goes and you think, oh God, that wasn't a nice thing. That wasn't a nice feeling. If one is continuously coming back and you're actively thinking about it, I think that's something you maybe need to assess. You need to think about because you do have control over things that are repeating. If you're constantly thinking about something and the thought becomes like a, it's subconsciously there, it's not just a random passing of thought. I don't think you have any control over your thoughts. Kyle, what, do you get my what I'm trying to say there? Yeah, I mean... I don't think you've got any control over like things that pop into your head, but if you're sat there daydreaming and fantasizing about fucking someone who's not in your relationship, then that is you actively doing something, yeah. which it would, yeah, it's probably not great. Yeah, but that's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about someone sitting there and... Just thinking about passing thoughts. Yeah. Things are like a, passing thoughts, yeah. Yeah, but it just could be reoccurring. That's what yeah. I'm saying. It's like a dream, right? If you yeah. dream and you accident, like, mm. you know. Yeah. I've had regular thoughts that have reoccurred that I've not wanted to think about. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Uh, especially around dying as well. It's not something that I wanted to think about, but the same thought sometimes comes into my head. Oh, I have that all the time. Like and the knives in the... Yeah, the, the knives. <laughs> Stupid knives, lock them up. I don't know why, that's the that's got a name. Your psychology teacher had it, what's it? Death Wish. Death Wish. Had it, I had it when I'm doing the whole trek. 
Yeah, looking over the side of cliffs and shit. And it's not... That's what he had. He had the death wish, but it was, was like around train stations and stuff. So just like he consciously walked further towards the yellow line. His, his wife would have to pull him back from jumping Oh, yeah, I mean, I'm not, that's, I don't have that. But even when we ran across that bridge the other day, I was like, oh, it's the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> what is what? What was why? What bridge? We were on that run, didn't we? We ran up towards like Cheshire Oaks and came back. And when we were crossing the bridge on the way back, I was like, oh, got that weird feeling on a bridge. Yeah. I think a lot of people get that though, to be fair. Yeah, it's proper weird. Um, yeah, interesting. Next question, Cal. That okay. was a thought provoker. Um, let's go. So uh, we've got some lighthearted ones, but go. All right, okay, so do you ever feel pressure to push through things like injuries and niggles because of the expectations you have from having such a large social media following? This, this is something, honestly, yeah. I don't think I've spoken about this before. I, just due to this year, have probably had the most injuries I've ever had in my life. And they're not serious injuries, they're niggles. Mm. I was in the shower three weeks ago. I have had a shower since then as well, by the way. But I had a shower three weeks ago and I was honestly contemplating stopping running and going back to bodybuilding. It was the first time ever thinking about that. And that was because I was I was weighing up the pros and cons and which injuries and niggles make me feel and other way make other people feel because you feel you're missing out, especially again because Lucy, for example, is running so much. Mm. It, it then heightens that feeling of knowing what you're missing out on because you're watching someone gear up, putting the running shoes on, go for a run again. And um, it just really feels shitty, especially when you've got a goal that you want to try and run after. So for me, for example, I saw my, my chiropractor last week, um, chiropractor slash physio, and I've had to categorically cancel the ultra marathon that I was doing in January because there's no way I can do that and high rocks. Part of the reason for that was the car crash. I didn't realise the under... Under the hood, I suppose, issues that I created through my hips and through my Achilles and my ankles and stuff from the from the impact. The way that he explained it was is imagine you trying to put like your PBPR world record leg press on and being asked to hold it in that position. That's what you're doing when you're in the car crash and like you're wondering why you've got tension through the hips and it's caused knock on effect through running. Uh, the world record carry that I actually did had a lot of carryover in terms of niggles and injuries because I'm going from a super fixed position into trying to do na- dynamic things like running. So I've had a lot of issues this, this year off the back of events or incidents that have really frustrated me. Uh, did I feel the pressure from social media to continue doing that? Not really felt the pressure from myself and wanting to do well in other events that I'd entered and also felt probably that was probably heightened by the fact that I saw one other people running on social media. So seeing other people doing the things that you can't do definitely opens up uh, a kind of wound. And then even close to home, obviously watching, watching, watching Lucy going out and doing some runs kind of driven home that fact of, Oh, here's something that you can't do again. Yeah, it's a weird one. It is really hard. And I've been, the the main one that I had this year was I had to pull out of London Marathon due to an ankle injury. Ankle injury. Never had an ankle injury in my life. And it just, I ran through, I ran through, I ran through. And then the guy we see, Lee, was like, you're going to have to stop or you're going to get a stress fracture. So I was like running to the point of, okay, well, that's not great. And I only pulled out of London two weeks before because mine's not necessarily, I not, I don't feel pressure from social media. It's more so I've signed up to do something and I get this thing where I, I don't want to let other people down. I feel if I were to cancel something and people have been like, I don't know whether it's like donations to a page or they're really invested in the journey. And then if I was to pull out, that would make me feel so shit because mm-hmm. it's not, I don't feel pressure. It's just, I feel like I would let people down if I didn't, do certain things. 
So that's my take on it. I've said this before, and I'd steal it from someone who Seaborn thinks stole it from, but pressure pressure is a privilege. I think that's sometimes the gratitude that you've got to look at, that if you're in a position of authority mm. and a position where you have influence over other people, that pressure is a privilege. So sometimes, yeah, I suppose it can tie into the fact that you want to try and push yourself a little bit more because you know that through that uh, modality and that thing that you do, you inspire and help and motivate other people. So it can feel like sometimes I suppose that you're letting other people down, but it's not something consciously that I think I've probably ever thought about in that respect. Mm-hmm. Okay, we've got two more questions. Um, okay, so we'll go with this one. Lucy, what is the best gift you have ever got from Ben? Ooh. And then obviously Ben will ask the same for you. The best gift... I've got from Ben was it was one of my birthdays. Well, I think it was two hope it's years. On your finger. That's not a gift. It that's a life commitment. It's definitely a gift. It's <laughs> a mean, gift with the commitment. Well, if you go down that route, you just talk about the whole wedding thing. But I was going off something like tangible. Tan, yeah. Let's go. I think it was two years ago. You had booked London for my birthday, but it was like a Harry Potter weekend. And it was, that sounds, it was, everything we did was just based around Harry Potter. So like we went to a potions making class. The dinner was specifically Harry Potter. We went to Harry Potter Studios. Ben had booked it all. I've never been before. And it was honestly one of the best weekends of my life. It just, it was so special. It was so thoughtful, the whole thing. And I I created you a video first. Yeah, he did a video. I had little cards to open. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was just magic. Honestly, I had, I I absolutely loved it. I thought it was just... You had five cards, didn't you? Yeah, I had five different cards. Birthday cards and she'd open each one over the weekend of her birthday. Like Harry Potter Hotel. Each each one was a different thing that I booked. So we went to five different events, didn't Mm. we, basically? And I think I love Harry Potter so much because it's... It makes me so happy. Like, I love it. So doing, and he knew that. Best gift I've received, I think, was when you booked the holiday to Rome. Oh, I thought you were going to say Florida. Remember I surprised you with Florida? Yeah, I think that was special. But I think because it's, it's, I've only ever received a gift once in my whole life and cried because of it. Mm. I think that was because I'd never received something, I think, that special in the way that was presented as well. You got me a memory book with a load of things in. I made a scrapbook. Things that we were doing in Rome. <laughs> there's little bits of Rome in there. Um, our, our life up our to that life point. Our life up to that point, what the next chapter was. It was just a super thoughtful gift. Uh, and I think one of my things is, and people always think this is selfish, but one of the things is my love language is gift receiving. Mm-hmm. So I think receiving a gift that is not... It doesn't mean gift receiving, oh, a new Louis Vuitton bag or a fucking new car. It's, it's thoughtful things that have gone into the gift that shows that you really care about someone. I think that one for me just really hit hit, hit the nerve. That was your 28th birthday. Yeah, I'm, I'm only 29, by the way. It's 32. Moment. Let's have a look, Are you 32? Cut that bit, Carl. Yeah. That was your 28th birthday. That was quite soon on. Yeah. That was one of the best trips ever as well. It was great. We do, we do do that with each other. It's we, birthdays or Christmas, we try and do something together now like an experience that we can remember. What is that face that is, what are you doing? That's nice. I thought you were going to shit yourself. <laughs> that was so weird. <laughs> um, we try and do things together. I've done the swallow the backwards arrow. <laughs> that is, what is that face? But I'm trying arrow. to be sentimental. Sorry, we try and do things together you know, and last like, experiences. Cal, ask the last question because he's sorry. being, okay. he's being uh, Ben. He is. 
Uh, okay, so we've got one. We've got a business one and more of like a relationship one. What are you, what are you feeling? I think that's it's more relationshipy this part. It's a bit more like, we've got a bit more right. agony and Let me find that. Going on. Got some agony going on, yeah. That's very scarce what, saying it. It's just the Ben has Ben has days, guys, and only Cal will know what I'm talking about. And Cal, is he having a day? He's having a bit of a month, I think. Oh, it's the he's having a whole <laughs> month of it that I've missed. All right, so uh <laughs> this is very related, I can't lie. They've all been very related questions. What is the funniest part of being married to Ben? He's actually so funny. <laughs> like, people don't see the side of Ben. He do, the, one of the best things he does is just, like... I wonder this sometimes, you know, before you said it. Do you think people have the perception of me that I'm quite serious? No. No. No, I think they do. I think when I go to events... Cal, we're not, we're, we're not people, yeah, Cal. Yeah, uh, maybe. I've seen past the looking glass, you know. Like, the way us three are going to be together in Lanzarote this week I'm is so going to be hilarious. Oh God, yeah. But, yeah, I think some, I show up, like, quite a big guy, beard, lifts weights, can sometimes be deemed as this uh, bit of a masculine man, but then I go home, put my Disney Crocs on, <laughs> and I watch Moana, and we sing it around, around the kitchen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I regularly come into work, or used to, and found... One of the largest men I've ever seen hunched over a laptop watching the Disney Guide News. DFB Guide News, yeah, folks. Yeah, Disney. So I can't I used, even find. So when I was doing the, the, the reason why I still watch it is because when I was doing a bodybuilding show, the only one that I ever did, it would be such a contrast. So you would you would, could see the dude who was next to me watching like I don't know Frank Zane and Arnold talk about like the the, the Generation I an episode that everyone watches, and next to it was like. So today on DFB Guy, we are here at live in Magic Kingdom. We are tasting out the new fruit pops. That, that, was that that theme tune? No, this is just an example of like... Look at him. What's that? Like, just listening to Disney and it's... He does, like... If we had an argument, Ben would just go... And the, the argument was... We're, like, it's, we're, and you, we're in hysterics and we're laughing and you just... You make me laugh so much, but I don't think other people like see that. I think you're, yeah, you're really hilarious. What was the question again? I went off a tangent. What's the funniest part of being married to Ben? That, just, I can't really describe it. It's just, I, you do these little is, things. So they, I was about to say the exact same thing. I can't describe what it is, but <laughs> you're having conversations and oh, what is the term that I'm trying to describe? Fantastic. Beautiful. That is there Wonderful. in there as well. <laughs> <sighs> I don't know what word you're looking for, but I feel like it's, it's like not. You, just you miss the point so much. It goes completely <laughs> over your head. It's just, uh, then the response is completely unrelated to the topic that you're speaking about. Yeah. And it's very funny. I'm trying to think of if there's a term which best wraps it up in a parcel for me to say what the definition of it would be. Lack of common sense. I would say that probably lends itself quite well because you generally people who are quite clever have bad Thank common you. sense and you're definitely up there. Thank I you. think it's just your overall ditziness, this ditziness sometimes. Yeah, the unaware ditziness. Yeah, but it's very innocent and sometimes endearing. Thank you. I am endearing. Which is super, super funny when you, <laughs> if you witness one of those Lucy Davis moments... It's not fucking, my name. Sorry. Someone write it on okay, his hand. Change your passport. <laughs> change your Instagram name. Stop putting it everywhere in front of your face and then going, don't call me Lucy Davis. I can't. We, it's like saying I what colour is this card and it says red on it, but it's blue. That's what you're I doing. I obviously change cannot your name. change my Instagram name because that is a business and Lucy Davis Fit founded it and she always will. 
Um, but yeah, do you need to change some other documents? Yeah. It's not hard when you change your no, name. Not. It really it's is. Disrespectful. It's really. I obviously introduced myself as Lucy Halden. And that is who I am through and through. And our children will be Haldens. Yeah. Haldonies. That needs to leave. That's Can't. never a thing. <laughs> Don't ever, ever disrespect my name like ever again. It's like Hal Haldini. Yeah, it's not that either. <laughs> Are you a magician? So, th so yes, this I is this cake. We just picked up on one of Lucy's Lucy's big things, which is she. There's no term in the English dictionary or vocabulary that Lucy will not try and butcher with her own thing. It's not but it's butcher. Not, it's it's not even it to make it shorter. It makes it longer. <laughs> yeah. No, it doesn't. Less right. practical. Right. Cameras. No. So cinnamon, cinnamon, Chesnick, cheese, cameras. blubs, what do you call cameras? Cameroons. That's longer. Yeah, but it's funner. <laughs> like, See, what the fuck? Yeah, but Ben Ben says this. I can't this. deal with this, I'm ben, going. Ben I've done this podcast by you ben can finish says it off. This and he calls I will finish it. Ben says things and he calls he'll be like, Oh, where are the blubs? When nobody's around and he's actually walks out the room. And I'm like, they're bl the blubs. What else is there, Kyle? Chesnick is a good Chesnick one. Chesnick is the cheese. Uh, cinnamon, I think. R oh. Rasps. Michaels. Oh, the Michaels. Where are the Michaels? The Mikes. <laughs> the Mikes. Laptoni. <laughs> you know what? You could go on. You could go on. But Ben has left the um, has left the podcast. So I will round up today's episode. I hope you loved today's episode and agree with me more on the fun words that you can also comment below because I'd love to know your fun words as well because... Life is about enjoying it and making it more fun and enjoyable. And on that note, keep leaving reviews, keep subscribing on Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts. Reviews obviously massively help us to get incredible guests on. And hopefully next year we will have a lot of guests from different places. And you'll know more about that very soon. And as always, have a great day or evening wherever you are. And we'll see you next week. Bye, Bye. guys.